0: Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. This is episode one thousand and thirty-two. My interview with Ashish Goel, and we're discussing his book, Drawing on Courage. Enjoy, Ashish. Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. Great to have you here today. How are you? Thank you, Lee. I'm well. How are you? Yeah, doing well, mate. Doing well. We've um, you got a bit of rain coming through today, which is which is pleasing. Not too much, I hope. But um, and whereabouts are you in the world? I'm in Gur- Gurgaon India which is a city close to
1: Delhi uh, in the yep. north of India. Yeah, And born there? Yes, yes, I yeah. grew up here and I've spent most of my life here. I spent uh, 4 years living in the United States, but other than that I have grown up here, seen
0: this city change and morph. Um yeah. Yeah, nice. What's the um I was I was just saying post uh, pre-interview that we had a plan to go there for a, a holiday for three or four weeks and uh, then COVID hit. So that was squashed. But um, what's, what's the best cuisine where you are? Oh, say that again. What's the best cuisine where you are? The best cuisine, uh, you
1: can get a whole, I mean, it's Delhi, so you can get a whole Everything. range of Indian cuisines. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. one that, uh, I would I might imagine you would love here is mughlai cuisine so you have uh, really great uh, chicken tikka you have great naans but you can also sample cuisines from other parts of India so
0: yeah okay
1: th- there's some excellent south indian restaurants yeah yeah it's a
0: it's a good totally are, oh my god
1: it's it's <laughs> one of my
0: favorite cuisines in the world so and south so indian always, uh, everything in indian yeah, any anything yeah, and excellent. everything. I think so. Yeah, no. That's why we were planning to go there, obviously, to see the culture too. But uh, mate, that's not why you're here today. You're here today to talk about your new book, which is called "Drawing on Courage: Risks Indeed. Worth Taking and Stands Worth Making." You're a you're a designer by profession, right? A creative yes. type. Yep. Yes, creative type. I like that. <laughs> and um and and you, you've you've helped businesses get off the ground with their their design and um I guess creative innovation. And you're currently working with a, is it a sparkling water company startup? So I do two things. I yeah. have my own uh,
1: small business, which, uh, which is a sparkling water company. Yes. Okay. And I work with technology companies as a product designer. Usually these companies have some sort of a mobile app. So yeah. the, one, the company that I'm working with right now is called Blinkit. It's one of those companies trying to bring groceries in 10 minutes and I work uh, on what they call the product, which is figuring out what is most helpful features that users want and then
0: building those features in the application. So those are the things I do professionally. The Blinkit is, is about delivering groceries to someone's store in 10 minutes. That's right. Bloody hell. Is that, is, <laughs> is that possible?
1: Yes. So they have a... Like just when this city, Gurgaon, they have some 25 stores, which they call dark stores because you can't actually physically go shop there and they only deliver within a two, three kilometer radius. So you can deliver in 10 minutes. It's the new uh, venture capital darling in the, techno- in the startup world right now. I-, I think there must be at least three companies in India and at least 15 worldwide trying to,
0: get you your milk in 10 minutes. Amazing, huh? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so um, fairly diverse sort of background, I suppose, and and your book, I mean, what what draw you to, to writing this book? Yeah, so the book is called Drawing on Courage. It's a comic book. Half of the book is
1: made of little comic strips and a guidebook about finding courage in one's life and work. What inspired me to write the book was uh, I spent four years in the United States studying design uh, where I was studying design is called the D School, the Institute of Mm. Design at Stanford. And what their focus is to not teach design to designers, but teach design to non-designers. They get business students, law students, executives, and then say, hey, they say, hey, here's the way designers think about problems approach problems and you can take that to your own context. Uh, So I was really pumped having learned all those skills and I was excited to bring them back to my country and the organizations here. Um, I think what I I felt, uh, I joined a tech company here and there were a lot of moments where I felt these skills and knowledge actually fell short and you needed something more to proceed. It might be having a difficult conversation, it might be making a case for some for something that you feel is the right thing to do. And all those moments you never have, you're never fully prepared. So you need something else. And when mm. I reflected on what that was, for me that was courage. Uh so that inspired me thinking more about it and spawning this
0: book. Right. So what I mean, courage is yeah, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I mean, we need to take more courage in life, and I think it's one of those traits that will help us live a virtuous life. Um, what is courage to you? How do you de- define that?
1: Great question. I think of what courage looks like and what courage feels like as two different things. Hmm. Uh, so what it looks like, uh, I, look, I there are lots of people who've written about courage. The definition that I love the most was put together by these researchers who made these little stories and asked people to describe which story reminded them of courage and which stories didn't so they identified three factors they said you are pursuing some a noble or worthy purpose uh, you're taking a personal risk and you're and you're taking voluntary action in spite of that risks it's when these three components are present that's when it's courage that's what courage looks like
0: what it feels like uh, I think is very different. So just going it, back there. So the first one was pursuing a noble or or worthy cause. Yes. Uh, taking some level of personal risk. And the third one was? Voluntary action. It's you choose to take, you choose
1: to do it. There's no one else pushing you to take action uh-huh. or not take action. And what it feels like in the moment is very different because what you feel in the moment is, is fear fundamentally because you don't know how things are going to play out and yet you're you're getting pulled by whatever this purpose is be it personal or something more ethical and in this ambiguity and dilemma you have to take action and then deal with whatever the consequences are so what it feels like I call that the journey of courage with four stops which is fear, Mm -hmm. your purpose, action and change so how it feels in the moment and what happens afterwards so that's how I think about, about courage how it feels.
0: Yeah. What it looks like and what it feels like. So what's the advantage of taking courage and, and trying to and be more courageous in life? I think um, any,
1: any, any change that you want to bring about in your life or in the organizations that you're in, I, all of it takes courage. Um, mm. There are a lot of stories that I heard from people when I was writing this book uh, there's a friend of mine. She's an entrepreneur. Uh, there was a day when she she couldn't pay her employees the next day, so she was on the whole night. She she stayed awake, not sure what to do, and then the next morning she called one of her clients and said, "Can I get an advance on a project that we might do for you in the future?" And they said yes. So this moment of her not knowing what to do took courage for her that took courage and that gave her a shot to keep her company alive. It could be something like if you want to ask someone out, like that takes courage. Uh, If you want to give someone feedback uh, within an organization, that takes courage. So I think navigating all of these scenarios, which can be either a little or a lot scary, Mm. it all takes courage. And unless you do that, you can't get to the changes that you are, you can't find, you can't actually reach the purpose that you feel is worth fighting for. So I think all mm. big and small changes in personal life and organizational life, they all take courage. That's why I think it's fundamental.
0: Yeah. And I guess it's one of those things that many people, you know, would love to have more of courage because I, I, I guess if, you're, if you are self reflective, yeah. Um, you can identify with, you know, the things that you'd like to achieve in life or would have liked to have done. And it was in those moments where you didn't have enough courage to to proceed. And, and maybe there's a part of regret in that as well. I can certainly relate to many instances like that. Absolutely. Um, you know, but it's it's that courage that helps us create that life that we want. And if we want to be responsible for our life and live a, a life of, of our choosing, then we need that courage to be able to do that. And those are, I think, those are excellent
1: moments for reflection. I I think I I remember a moment in an in my one of the organizations I work for, and we were trying to sell advertising on, you know, on the like like most applications do, and we debated removing the word the small word that shows ad on. Uh, on the on the actual advertisement and yeah. and those are the gray areas that you're navigating and i and i remember at the moment we we went with some broad message which which i think was borderline obfuscation so now when i look back at that moment i'm like you could have acted with more courage so i think those moments where you of reflection are the perfect moments to actually investigate that okay what happened why did I not do it what was missing and why did it matter I think that can help clarify the things that mean the most to you mm. and and also also help
0: make more courageous choices downstream in your life yeah yeah I, I suppose those steps you talked about fear purpose action change um I, I don't know if you talked in them as steps but more the way it feels is that wrong? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's. I think of it. I mean, sometimes that journey is very compressed. Like, imagine if you have to do something tomorrow, uh, like you don't, you can't really split those apart. But sometimes when you have time to make a decision, for example, one thing I I imagine people mull over a lot is starting their own business. Yeah. Now that can be a, a much more elongated journey where you might worrying in the beginning what's going to happen what if it fails all of that and then and then eventually you do it and then you know you deal with whatever happens so it can be a compressed moment or it can be an elongated journey but i i i'm at least in the book i portray them as these four stops of the journey that you have to go through no matter what
0: mm. i think you're right i mean you, you identify with that fear and that's the first thing is not it and then If you can, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm just sort of feeling it out myself, if you can connect with that fear in that moment, then you can sort of try and think about the purpose of of why you have that fear and and by taking action, what purpose that can bring you to and what change ultimately you want to achieve. Um, And that could be big or small. I mean, I had a moment the other day where I wanted to talk to someone about a particular topic that was um, quite important but quite hard to do. Um, Yeah. So I, I had that fear of doing it. And, yeah. and there was a moment where I just identified with it and said, no, I've got to be courageous here. And I'm just yeah. going to do it. And I took the action and, and, and the result was, was lovely, you know. It actually turned out well. And what, what did you, how did you gather? How did you draw on
1: your courage? What was the way you got yourself to actually do it?
0: Uh, I actually looked at it from the other person's perspective and said, if I don't say this, mm. you know, how does that affect them? Right. Um, and that's sort of what pushed me to do it because I, I was, you know, selfishly thinking about myself and how I felt about bringing it up and maybe just avoiding it makes it easier for me. But actually by talking about it, I was hopefully going to, you know, give them something that they deserve and yeah, it gave I mean, get my that's chest such a great, too. That's such a great example. I, and actually in the book also,
1: I, when I think about what is the context in which people can practice being courageous more frequently, yeah. And I think that's interpersonal communication, whether that's in, with a friend or with a spouse or at work, because yeah. it's all it's these conversations where you're like, should I should I say it? Should I give this person this feedback? Should I have this difficult conversation? I don't know what's going to happen. You don't want to hurt them, and like you said, ultimately the clarity that you found was that it was the right thing to do for. Whoever this person was, that was your purpose, and then mm. then you will you were willing to take whatever risks came with it and deal with your fear. Yeah, so what a great example.
0: And I assume everyone would have examples like that. Um, what what other advice can you give us to 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 practice high levels of courage? One of the things that
1: I mentioned in the book is about. Uh, navigating and dealing with your fear because that's always uh, the thing about courage is that you can never be fearless you have to take action while still feeling feeling some of the risk and feeling some other fear Mm. Um, and fear can be really it can really uh, stupefy you uh, you it can stop you from ever moving forward Uh, so I think about fear in three ways. One is that you unmask it, you actually recognize what it is, you get used to it, and then you can reduce it wherever you can. So I I think a good example is getting used to what fear feels like. Uh, There's a story in the book, uh, which I learned from uh, a, a classmate when I was a student at Stanford, where he said, I'm gonna go around and hear a no every day. Like I have to be rejected at least once a day to To see what rejection feels like, so he would yeah. go, uh, you know, ask for an extension on an assignment. <laughs> he would go ask to, for like, oh, is the shop closing? Can I still get a scoop of ice cream? And you know, often people would say, sure. So that was that was a great outcome. But he would keep doing it until he would get rejected at least once. And his his goal was to get used to the f- to the feeling and fear of rejection. So one advice is that whatever, like do take small risks in whatever context of your life you can take them to actually get used to what fear feels like because that's never going to go away when you're acting with courage. Um, mm. another, another great things that I think designers do sometimes is uh, uh, they post small pieces of their work on Instagram, right? To expose their work to the world. But that's, uh, so that's like a small risk versus you know putting on an exhibition or something like that. So that's another way in which you can smallify that, um, that action and and know what fear feels like to then yeah. be able to
0: deal with it on an ongoing basis. Mm. I like those initiatives or opportunities where you can, you know, just seek out opportunities to. To put yourselves in those moments where, you, you know, it's not going to be devastating. The risk is is lower, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yet the courage is still required. One thing
1: that I tried once was, uh, was talking to strangers. I said, okay, even if I just get a high in and I get no other response, that's okay. And if I strike up a conversation, that's even better. Uh, that was one trick that I tried to feel less awkward about um, about striking
0: about a conversation and what a great a great one anyway because i mean how paramount are conversations and if you can be that person that can say hello and have a conversation with anyone yeah i think you're going to benefit greatly now regardless yeah. of the courage you yeah. might take another one i heard of a while back now is like going into a coffee shop and ordering a coffee and saying can you give me a 10 percent discount on that Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did I you try that? Did, that? did that? that? I never did. You? Actually, I don't. I don't <laughs> think. I. But I've. have done that actually. I, I. have a story. It was when I was a child, and I think I, I really wanted a sausage roll, and um, I only had, uh, you know, a small amount of change, and I needed another dollar or whatever it was back then. Yeah. And but I still went in, and I said, "Look, can I have that sausage roll. I don't have the money, but would you accept, you know, this amount?" Yeah. And, and sure enough, they said yes. Um. But I was, I, was well, waiting to be, I was waiting to be rejected. But little things like that, they do. They do help you build up that resilience to rejection and, and that can, um, I guess, help, help you with that courage piece too. Yeah, yeah. I think a big part of it for me is, is just having that high level of consciousness, of self-awareness. Um, yes. You know, and I, you can probably share some ideas there. Maybe you've shared it in the book about how we go about doing that. But certainly for me, if you are highly self-aware, you will be able to connect with the purpose of your of your moments much greatly or more greatly. And so in those moments where you feel fear, um, you can decide whether, okay, by avoiding this or, or moving towards it, um, how is that aligned with my purpose and my values? And I think if you can connect with that in those moments of fear, then you will make a better decision on what how to proceed and how to act. Um, uh, yeah. and, and certainly that will lead you in a better direction, if that makes sense. No, 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 I, I,
1: it's a great point. I, one of the I think having a reflective practice or get or just even if you don't have that practice, just being in the habit of that is fundamental because I, I feel like fear and values, they push and pull in opposite directions. And like the story you mentioned earlier, when you stopped and thought about why you needed to have that conversation and the clarity you found about, okay, this is important for them. Irrespective of how how might I might feel, so and I, I and the purpose value stuff that's the bit that gets fuzzy, and until yeah. you stop and clarify, okay, I mean I I have to do that. Um, and I still don't have an answer sometimes because the business that I have, I started that a few years ago, and there have been lots of moments where I feel like oh it's not working, uh, it's it's a drag. Uh, and then I have to stop and reflect about, okay, what does it still matter to you? Does it still count? Why did you start that in the first place and And having that clarity then can give you some fresh energy to keep going
0: yeah so
1: so that reflective practice is um important on both ends to unmask your fear and also clarify
0: your values yeah, yeah. Do you do some sort of meditation practice yourself? Because I think that's a, a big part to a um, higher level of self-awareness. I have
1: tried that on and off and I have never really gotten, I have not been able to make it into a habit.
0: Mm. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, do you do anything? Is there any practices you um, like your daily routines and, and things that, that do you think help you with your overall courage? I, uh, do you like, you like Julia Cameron's work? Uh,
1: she wrote the creative way, the artist way. I'm not familiar with it now. So she, uh, so Julia Cameron, uh, she has this wonderful book called the artist way. And, uh, she has a little activity that she advises in the book, which she calls morning pages, which is three pages of, uh, just stream of consciousness writing that you do in the morning, uh, that I think has been a useful habit about just getting all the junk and thoughts and uh, a lot a lot of why we do or not do something is about our inner dialogue mm. uh, so so that practice lets me just clarify my head and then yeah. I can see things more clearly so I wouldn't say that's something that is specifically about developing courage but it is something that is about developing clarity and that then can potentially help with being more courageous that's that's something that i it does take time it takes me 30 minutes to do that every day yep. so there are days that i miss it yep. but when i when i have been doing it regularly i do notice a certain sense of calm mm. in the way i can
0: um, i am in the world i like it i do like it Mate, are there any um, other things you want to mention about the book before we wrap things up here today?
1: Absolutely. Uh, The one thing I want to mention about the book is uh, the book is both a guidebook, but also a comic book to bring these inner dialogues and how courage feels to life. Uh, I've given form to all of the characters. So fear, values, Uh, you the character and consequences and change they all show up as characters in the book Uh, they've been drawn by this amazing artist ruby elliott who has a great instagram page as well so along with getting tools and advice about how to be courageous you can also laugh and amuse by reading these comics yeah Uh, that's the one thing i would like to add
0: about the book that's good and the book is available on Amazon, uh, drawing on courage. Um, drawing on courage, it's on Amazon. Yeah, yes, on Amazon. How can people best um, reach out to you, say good day, connect, etc.? Uh, they can email me.
1: It's goel.ashish at gmail. Goel. at gmail. Or they can tweet at me on Ashpodel. A S
0: H P O D E L. Um. What is that tweet? Did you say? A-S-H-P-O-D-E-L.
1: Ashpodel. It's one of those handles. okay. (laughs) It's it's one of those uh, Twitter handles you
0: make back in the day and then they just stick. Yeah, Nice one. No, mate, it's been Legendary to Connect. Really appreciate it. Um, Thank you, Lee. uh, Great talking to you. Yeah, thank you. And guys, check it out, thehiddenwide.com. This is episode... 1032 so you can check it out at the website there and uh, make sure you reach out to Ashish for um, sharing thank you Ashish and until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon thank you everyone Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast.